Hey everybody, it's Chris. If you're a sports fan like me, or you're just a fan of a great story, you gotta check out Press Box Access, a sports history podcast hosted by Todd Jones. Todd sits down with fellow sports writers who experienced firsthand some of the biggest sports moments of the past 50 years, and they share some of the stories behind the stories, some of which they've only told to each other. What I personally love are the wild stories that you might not hear so much about on SportsCenter over the years. Like when Indiana-based sports journalist Bob Kravitz recounts the time Bobby Knight showed up naked to an office meeting with him and then banned him from the Hoosiers' locker room for the next three years because Bob wrote a story he didn't like. Or when Alexander Wolfe tells a story about going out on the town in Chicago with Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra in the middle of a Bulls playoff series. Or when Dan Wetzel talks about what it was like to be in the media room when Temple basketball coach John Chaney stormed into UMass coach John Calipari's press conference after a game and threatened to kill him. These wild and fun stories, paired with stories about real sports greatness, you know, like the 1970s Steelers being the greatest NFL dynasty ever, or the legendary rivalry between Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, and even the impact of protests for social justice issues in sports, make Pressbox Access a show you should check out. Pressbox Access is part of the Evergreen Podcast family, and it's available all the places you get your pods, and you can also find Pressbox Access on YouTube. Go check it out. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. Our Patreon members voted, and they decided to give us the task of deciding whether Krayshawn's viral hit Gucci Gucci is unlistenable garbage or a low-key masterpiece that challenges materialism and brand worship. Stay tuned to find out where we landed on this 2011 single that really rides the line between thunder and blunder. One hit is all you need to make the money guaranteed. And you can live off royalties forever. And it makes me wonder, is it just a wonder? Or is it one hit thunder? Man, I don't even know how to start this one. This is... <laughs> I had never heard this song before, and... I feel like I'm pretty in touch with what's popular and what's not. I This one flew under my radar. And I honestly, I need this episode to tell if I like this song or if I think this is the worst thing I've ever heard. It's really walking a line. This is, this is a wild one for me. So 
I'll I'll tell you how I know this song because it is at most a minor. Yeah, hit. this it's is the only song. Yeah, this is really a stretch calling this a hit. But yeah. go on. You know what? It got her VMA nomination. Okay. She got to run a red carpet. Like it was big enough that it that it meant something. But yeah, it peaked at fifty seven. Only song of hers to ever get on the Billboard charts. But you know who fucking loved this song was anybody in that girl talk vein that was making those giant mashup albums where they would play clips from different songs stacked on top of each other. Mm -hmm. I think for maybe five years, every single album released by any of those artists had the, the opening chorus and the first verse of this song somewhere in that, like that collage of, of samples and I'm with you. I genuinely don't know if I like this song or I ironically like this song. Well, oh, I mean, if I like it, it's ironically, believe me. <laughs> like, I, I <laughs> dude, I mean, it's, it's borderline, like, ICP. But here's the other thing that's weird is, like, this song was absurdly well-received. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, people like Pitchfork... Pop Matters, Complex Magazine, all included as one of the best songs of the year. Um, Complex Magazine even put it in the top 10 of the year. MTV ranked it one of the 25 best songs of the year. Lil Wayne remixed it on his mixtape the following year. Like, it was it was this song. And, and what they kept calling out about it, which, which I do appreciate, is like, in one of the reviews, a critic said, the song basically attacks the central tenets of hip-hop. Too many rappers embrace labelism as part of their celebration of their upward mobility, while this is more of a postmodern statement that you are more than just the brands that you wear. And like, I kind of do like that this song's kind of just like, hey, here's all like the biggest, these are the biggest brands that me as a female rapper should should care about, and I really don't give a shit about them. I'd rather be like, Going out to the college with some Adderall, a baggie full of Adderall, and trying to make some money. Yeah, like it's it's a weird song. Um, and I think the beat is dope. I actually think the beat is really good in this song. The beat's pretty good. The beat is also very ICP for some reason. Yes. I, and I like ICP. It's spooky. It's got a spooky sound to it in the yeah. background, like a theremin. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and I do like that aspect you're talking about. Matt is like the kind of anti-label materialism message of it. I think that's cool. And I'm surprised. And Matt, you might know some that do, but I'm surprised there aren't more rappers that that rap about being broke or, be, or being, yeah. it's like, <laughs> I can't really relate to people that are mega rich because I'm, <laughs> I'm not, but I can really relate to someone who is rapping about being poor. You know, I think that I, would like that. I'm sure there are plenty of examples of that, but not usually the really big popular songs. So that aspect of this, I like. Her delivery, her rapping style, it's almost as if she knows she's bad. And yeah, that's, that's what I mean. I funny. About I can't it? wrap my head around it. Yeah, it's so difficult to piece together. If Is she sincere? Her, is she sincere yeah. or is she like... Yo, I'm bad at rapping. I know I'm bad at rapping, but I know that I can make something popular and catchy. Or is she just like, no, I'm awesome at rapping? There's there's an element of this song, and especially the music video. I'm wondering if you checked out the music yeah, video at all. 
The music video almost reminds me of a more sincere version of like, you remember Krispy Kreme? No. I think he was actually a legit rapper, but he had this online personality of Krispy Kreme and he would do these really bad rap songs. Uh, I remember the one was like him rapping about all the things he wants for Christmas and all of it was about John Cena. It was like you wanted a John Cena action figure or a John Cena lunchbox. First thing on my list, go figure. It's a brand new John Cena action figure. Second thing on my list, guess what? It's a really cute girl with a really cute butt. Mike said, Krispy Kreme, hold up. Mom said, you're not allowed to touch a girl's butt until you're grown up. That's right, I forgot about that rule. Not allowed to touch butts until you graduate from school. But, but he had a hype man called like Music Making Mike or something like that. And it was just a lanky, dorky dude with big black rim glasses that would just stand in the background holding a shotgun while he rapped in the videos. And it was it was mostly like making fun of rappers on YouTube. And I I feel like part of it was inspired by this Gucci Gucci video where she's got her hype woman, little Debbie, that's just standing there kind of looking like female Garth from Wayne's World the entire video. <laughs> like the big black glasses blonde hair just kind of like slightly awkward dancing beside her like it it's weird half of odd future is in this video which i think is really weird especially because she lost the tyler the creator at the vmas for best new artist which was the correct choice yeah. i want that to be i want that to be very uh, clear i'm uh, not saying she was robbed that night but like yeah well this is so strange and some of these lyrics in here where i'm like I guess that's funny. Like, bitch, you ain't no Barbie. I see you work at Arby's. Number two, supersized. Hurry up, I'm starving. I can't help but note that you don't supersize stuff at Arby's. At Arby's? <laughs> like, that bothered me. That's not, like, clever. Like, if you would have said Big Montana at Arby's or something, I'd have been like, oh, hell yeah. You're citing the Big Montana. I get it. But that doesn't work. Then the next line, gnarly radical on the block of magical. See me at your college campus, baggy full of Adderalls. So she's rapping about selling Adderalls, in which I will note, I've never taken an Adderall. You know, nothing against people that do. Some people, I think, take them to deal with certain issues and in, in stuff i guess uh what adderall is prescribed for attention definite deficit disorder is that correct i think so yeah i think that if i took adderall i'd really like it <laughs> that's what that's what i've been told like you've never taken adderall man you would love it and i'm like uh that sounds like a bad idea if you're selling telling me i would really love it so there's this whole second half of the second verse where it says, now Google that the groupies follow me like Twitter. I'm rolling up my catnip and shitting in your litter. Yeah. <laughs> Why you looking bitter? I be looking better. The type of bitch that makes you wish that you had never met her. The editor, director, plus on my own boss. So posh. Nails fear with the gold gloss. And this is the line I love. <laughs> Which means nobody's getting over me. I got swag and it's pumping out my ovaries. I mean, some, some of this stuff is funny clever i mean this is from what 2011 2012 something. 2011 i so the thing about her that i think is really interesting is that like there's a quote that john landis said about the movie three amigos that i think about a lot which is that he says he said yes it's a very dumb movie but it takes a really smart person to write something that dumb and when i look at 
her career as a whole, right? Like she went to, to like five different high schools and we'll get into that because that whole story of her just jumping from high school to high school is ridiculous until she eventually just dropped out and just passed her GED test. But she just started shooting music videos and like had a real flair for making music videos so much so that she got a full scholarship to go to Berkeley D- Digital College to become a music video director and like directed videos for like the Red Hot Chili Peppers and stuff. So like I think that there's this element where it's like, yeah, she made this like really stupid song about how she doesn't care about labels, but like I think when she does say stuff like editor, director and I'm my own boss, like I think she's I think that's not a joke. I think that's legit that she like kind of, I hate to say like pulled herself by her own bootstraps because it's such a fucking boomer ass thing to say, but like kind of went from nothing and built her own brand enough that she could make a YouTube video of this stupid song and have it get 3 million views in two weeks. I I said coming into this, I don't know whether I like this or if I think it's the worst thing ever. I don't think it's the worst thing ever. I, I, I but I could see someone thinking that, and then yeah. I listen. The, as long as the Applebee's song is still on right, the charts, right, right. this no. will never be the no, worst song. Okay, ever. you bring something like that up, and I'm like, yeah, I would listen to this. A thousand, <laughs> I would listen to this a million times in a row before I'd want to listen to like bro country music. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. That that's kind of a given when we're talking about the yeah. worst song ever. Because it's a cheat. It's a cheat code. If you want to get Chris on your side, yeah. bring up that bro country. I exists. mean, take the worst song ever. <laughs> What do you, let's what do we think the what's the worst song we've done on here? Well, we said the reason by Hoobastank. Dude, I would listen to the reason by Hoobastank on repeat before I listen to freaking bro country music. Like, yeah, that's that goes without saying. Like, the reason was just kind of pounded into our brains, and like we think it's kind of like a mediocre, mid-tempo, boring song, but it's still way better than any bro country song ever written, ever written. Yeah. It's better than any Period. rascal flat song ever written. It's better than any Florida Georgia line. Song Georgia ever line. Written. Oh my God. Like they might be the worst dude. Yeah, they, yeah, like, that's the Florida worst Georgia line. That's the worst. Makes music, me so upset. That's the worst music ever made. So <laughs> we're not, that's a given when we talk about the worst song ever, this song is way better than, than any of that. And yeah, as I'm reading these lyrics, I'm like, okay, these are, these are, clever and and funny and yeah the fact that someone who was bouncing around from high school to high school getting 0.0 gpas at these (laughs) high schools then went on to make a song at least i don't know i don't know if she went much further than that she put out a couple albums i mean i think one of the things i think is really cool is that especially for 2011 this is kind of like a trendy thing right now in 2022 but the very first physical release of any of her music, she just did a limited hundred cassette run of like a sample of what her like Columbia Records release was going to be. I just think that's kind of like a like why like who was collecting cassette tapes in 2011? But that is kind of a again like that's like a business move where you're like yo this is we're making a hundred of these like these are collector items hmm. like right out the gate like kind of kind of a smart business move in that sense because that's how you get people to buy a cassette is that it's a limited run of something that could be worth something later um i don't think people are dropping big stacks on ebay to get a copy of one of those 100 cassettes but the concept of it makes sense to me at least i listened to so this was from 2011 2012 time and i listened to a song that she had released in 2019 about losing Mm -hmm. her cat when i saw the name of the song i'm like oh 
this is gonna be awesome i love cats and the song was not good the song was not as good definitely not as good as gucci gucci or the other songs i heard from this album i think it's pretty funny part of her story is that she was constantly coming at rick ross and calling him fake and, <laughs> and saying that he had no rapping skills like i just think that's an interesting like the cray sean coming at rick ross like i don't know what i think of rick ross i kind of feel like there's been times where I've liked him on songs. I'm not a big Rick Ross fan, but I'm a big fan of Rick Ross on the song Monster from mm. from Beautiful Twisted Fantasy. Because mm. he's kind of what kicks off that song after Bon Iver, right? Like, it's like Bon Iver does his whole like... But then like the beat comes in and it's just like, literally, he's just like... Bitch, I'm a monster, fat motherfucker. <laughs> like yeah. it's like you're like, holy shit! <laughs> Rick Ross just like stormed into the party, right. blew the door off the track. Kanye is someone I don't want to ever really support or listen to ever again. Specifically after his like very creepy ex boyfriend bullshit on Instagram on Super Bowl Sunday, but Monster is a fucking fire song, and I will always stand by that. <laughs> that opinion <sighs> let's not go down that rabbit hole of the of the artist that disappointed me more than <laughs> more than any uh, more than any other artist ever had no, no no we won't distract from the importance of crenshaw yeah is it <laughs> and is it cray sean i think you're saying it right because however i'm saying it it's usually wrong so i'm gonna well, go with I you don't over know, me because it seems to me like it would be creation like but I think it might be Crayshawn. <laughs> Crayshawn works for me. Cr Crayshawn is a little more clever, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. My favorite thing researching Crayshawn, like you mentioned, like got expelled from school for having a 0.0, .0 GPA. Not necessarily because she was dumb. She just stopped going to school. She repeatedly just started to skip school for extended periods of time. My favorite thing is you go through this whole breakdown in her wiki page where it's like she started at this high school um, and then she like wanted to go to a normal high school. So she went to this high school, but then she was bored at that school. So she stopped attending classes and then got expelled and then she went to this school. But it, <laughs> there's this one sentence. It says she enrolled into Island High and again began skipping school for weeks on end. And after two weeks, she returned to find out that the school had moved to a new location. Since she didn't have the address or any contact information for the school, she was unable to find the new location and just dropped out. Yeah, Creation has lived the dream that I've had so many times where I show up to school and I haven't been to class all, all semester and it's like the last day of class. So like, And I'm like, I, I don't know. I haven't been here. I don't know where any of... Dude, you had this dream. Why, I feel like this is a common yes, dream. Yes, you're tapping into something that blows my mind. I have not been required to go to a class in 15 years and I still regularly yeah. wake up from a panic in a dream where I don't know where my classes yeah. are. I'm just roaming a hallway yeah. with a backpack or I'm yep. sitting in a class and realizing that I didn't do the homework for that class and I'm like feeling anxious. Yep. It's like I at 36 should not be still having that dream. 
<laughs> Dude, I do too. It's like I'm in school and I don't know where any of my classes are. I don't know what my schedule is. When I get into a class, I don't know if it's the right class and I haven't been there the whole semester and I don't know You're what's going on. You're literally describing like, my such dream verbatim. Why is it that, yeah. I, like, what has the public school system done to fuck up our entire generation so bad that we're all having the same nightmares regularly? Yeah, I don't know. So maybe Creation was uh, onto something, <laughs> not going. <laughs> she She literally lived the dream our bad dream or confusing dream dude part of me is like yeah, yeah screw school like someone went out and did it their own without school but then part of me is like ah that's a dangerous people need to know history and stuff so they don't so we don't repeat it i i agree with you except that like again i paid attention in school i did really really well in my history classes and i'm learning extremely important, crucial historical events now that were never taught to me because like, I mean, it was, again, I, I, I love bringing them up because they, they are the greatest gift of the pandemic to me was finding all of the reaction videos of people reading rage against the machines lyrics for the first time. And like the, <laughs> some of the stuff that like Zach De La Roca was talking about in 1992 about like the public school system is a series of history books written by winners to make sure that America looks spotless. So it's like, there is an element where it's like, yeah, it is important to go to school, but at the same time, like I'm, I'm very torn on the education thing because there's part of me that's really glad I went to college. I think from a networking standpoint and an educational standpoint, it was great. I didn't need to go to college to do any of the shit that I'm doing right now with my life. That's bringing me joy. Like, like yeah, that's a whole other cover. Yeah. College is a whole other thing. Like, I mean, if you're going to school to be a, I don't know, some sort of doctor and you're learning the, uh, you know, biology of people that you're going to be, uh, you know, being a doctor on. Yeah, that makes sense. But for what I went to college for, yeah, I didn't, didn't, I, I don't know. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm not going to lie here. I've become a factor fanatic lately. I'm a busy guy and getting to eat restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes has been amazing. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You have 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. I've been spreading the word to everyone I know, not just here on the podcast, but in person as well. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. You get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the math doesn't lie. Factor is less expensive than takeout. Plus, considering every meal is dietitian approved, it's also nutritious and delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today by heading to factormeals.com slash one hit 50 and use the code one hit 50 to get 50% off. 
That's code one hit 50. The words one hit and the number 50 that is at factormeals.com slash one hit 50 to get 50% off. Hi friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. Creation. Let's stick with it. I say creation. Let's just stick with it. Creation. Creation. Doesn't matter. She carved her own path. Yeah. She didn't need school. And she was successful. I mean, I saw the music video had 70 million plays. And from what you're saying, despite the fact that it wasn't necessarily a billboard hit, what'd you say? Number 59? 57. Yeah. Like it didn't crack the top 40. This wasn't going to be on your top 40 radio stations or anything, Mm -hmm. but. But impressive. Yeah. To make that much of an impact, regardless of what I think about it, I when I look at the, I I think it's it's clever. Creation I'm still so on the fence. Creation has a similar trajectory to one of my favorite rappers, uh, someone who maybe will do it. I, I've said before, I would love to have them as a guest, and maybe the only way to do that is to actually do an episode on their song, even though I don't consider them a one-hit wonder. Um, but Creation kind of follows a similar path as someone like Spose. Uh, who had the the viral hit of I'm Awesome, where Creation wasn't signed to a record label. She just made a mixtape with her friends and did a video for this song, Gucci Gucci. But it did so well on YouTube so quickly that Columbia Records quickly snatched her up and signed her to a record contract. And I think that album ultimately either didn't come out at all or when it did come out, it was like, years after the fact and just kind of dropped with no promotion and something very similar happened to Spose. Spose had this hit with I'm Awesome on YouTube, got signed to, I want to say it was Warner Brothers and had a really bad experience working with that label where he asked to be dropped. But I think the difference is that like Spose continues to put out records ran a very successful Kickstarter campaign to raise the money to buy back all of the original tapes from Warner Brothers so he could put out the songs that he had recorded for the album that never came out and still tours regularly, still puts out albums on a you know yearly basis, took like what he was able to do with his little YouTube hit and turned it into something big. And I don't think Creation was able to do the same with her, her moment in the spotlight, really. Well. <laughs> like, we should have a little bit of a soft spot for her because, Matt, in 2014, she gave birth to her son mm-hmm. and she stopped releasing music to focus on podcasts yeah, she until did. 2019. So <laughs> so that's a little something in her favor. I think that's cool. And then she released an EP. Uh, her most recent EP is called World's Biggest Idiot, which is also a pretty, at least a good title. I think she's... For- I think she's- I think the tongue is more in cheek with her stuff than than it seems at first. Like I would have to do a real deep dive into the lyrics of all of her songs, but like as I'm looking at at like I don't know, you don't put out an album an EP called World's Biggest Idiot if you're not take if you're taking yourself super seriously. You know what I mean? Like you're you're kind of aware of what you are. You're kind of aware of what your career is. And I 
I honestly wouldn't be shocked if the point of Gucci Gucci was more to just raise her stock as a director and as a as producer and stuff like that. People do that all the time. You know what I mean? Like people don't want to buy their script, so they like take their movie script and hire like learn how to do flash animation and create like a flash animation clip of their script and use that to create a buzz if they can't, you know, like people people who are unfortunately sometimes smarter than you and I are really good at taking their failure and trying to force a buzz out of it anyway to get to where they want to get to. Um, and I do want to applaud that. Yeah, maybe we're the world's biggest idiots for not getting what's happening here or for like, I think the world's biggest idiot would listen to this song and be like, this is garbage, <laughs> man. This sucks. Like that is the idiotic response to the song. And I I don't have that response yeah. to this song. And I think an idiot would listen to that song and have that response. I'm just not so sure it's that great of a song. <laughs> that's that's kind of where I'm at with it is I get it. I respect her hustle and I respect her work and what she made and the fact that she created something that people obviously liked and was held in high regard. The song itself is hard decide on that's all i think of eric bischoff the 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 wrestling promoter eric bischoff he put out a book his autobiography and it was called controversy creates cash and i feel like when we were talking about the the rick ross stuff i'm like i bet that that has nothing to do with rick ross's rapping abilities and has everything to do with yo this is gonna get me press i i think that creation like possibly was like hey if I if I trash talk Rick Ross, somebody's gonna report on it and it's gonna be putting my name in the headlines for a little bit. Yeah, I mean that's pretty funny. Pretty 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 <laughs> smart move. It's like, yeah, this <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that that would seem like I, I'm interested. I, I didn't see did he ever say anything about her? Like what would he even <laughs> what, what would probably doesn't know she exists, I mean, I would assume, but I don't know. It seems like at the time she probably had a song that was higher in the charts than he did. So yeah. I think it's also just funny because it's like her saying he can't rap or had no rap skills. It's like whether you like Rick Ross or not, it'd be the same as if you or I came at Rick Ross. It was sure. like that dude can't rap. And it's right. like, well, neither can we. Right. Because <laughs> right. I don't think she can necessarily rap no. that well. She can write no. some like pretty clever rhymes, I guess. And she can deliver them in time but she definitely sounds like someone that can't necessarily rap that well <laughs> I, but that might be part of her style too you know like it's so confusing this is so confusing and i feel like you know what i want to bring icp back into this because at some point there was this thing i would say probably in the 90s or early 2000s yeah, liking ICP a lot, being a juggalo, that was pretty trashy. And it was pretty common to, like, talk shit on ICP. But when I hear people do it now, I think, wow, you're the trashy one. You're yeah. like, you're like, for, this is rapping clowns that have been around forever. Like, <laughs> and if, if you can't appreciate that for what it is, then you're the dummy. Not the yeah. people well, that support the rapping clowns. They're not the dummies. Right, because yeah, they know what it is. 
Yeah. There's no one. I, I, I used to always hear, uh, I forget who it was, but there was someone that was like talking about it where they're like, you know, people shit on Juggalos a whole lot, but it's like, it's not like they think that Violent J and Shaggy 2 Dope are actually homicidal clowns that are killing people with hatchets. <laughs> like, they are in on that it's an act. Sure. So, like, everyone who trash talks ICP and Juggalos like to act like nobody's in on the joke except for them. Like, it's really kind of, it's kind of snar- snarky and shitty. You know, and, and I I think that this is a check to creation because I think that this song is better than anything that this group ever put out. But you know what this whole thing reminds me of is, do you remember The Millionaires? Oh, God. <laughs> that MySpace rap group yeah, that was like yeah. part of like Broken Side and all them, ah. but it was just the three girls that were like, okay. they had that song Alcohol where it was like, let's get fucked up. You and my alcohol, let's get fucked up. <laughs> I remember A-L-O-C-H-O-L. the name. I don't remember the song. I don't remember the song. But they but would it. do Warp Tour and shit, and they were trash. Like they were way, they were worse rappers and had way worse beats than Creation has on Gucci Gucci. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we have to decide if Creation is a one-hit thunder or a one-hit blunder. I'm gonna. <laughs> it's a tough call. I I I feel like I, there's so many different tiers for me on this. I, one. Well, yeah, because I think the music in general, this song, and just the music in general is a blunder. But <laughs> I think her, she's kind of thunder. I think yeah. she like <laughs> did her thing. It's it was very popular. She was successful, and I respect that. You just the the music. Okay, people say this all the time now, but. The song wasn't really for me. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't meant for me. It was probably I, meant for mostly, you know, young women who felt the pressure of having to have expensive clothes, especially if you're from somewhere like a like in LA or something and and you have these brands that you are pressured to like have the stuff that's real expensive and it's stupid. Like, I do think that that stuff is stupid. Like, I yeah. would, even if I was rich, I don't want expensive clothes and shit. I mean, if I see a shirt at the mall that I like and it's a little bit expensive, like, yeah, maybe I'll buy it because I like it, but not because it it's has- It's a real debate for me, though, still. <laughs> like, I'll still look at it and be like, yeah. uh, do, like, do I really need to spend $30, $40 on that shirt right now? Well, and I'll talk myself 30, out of it. $40 is one thing, Matt, but I'm talking like, you know. Oh, you're talking $200 like talking, brand name shit. We're yeah. talking about, she's talking about Gucci and Fendi and shit. And if you think that shit is $200, you better go, you better look. I mean, we're talking about things that could be thousands of dollars. Let me see. I'm, for, see how much I, I'm just going to search a Gucci bag real quick because I literally uh, have never looked this up. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I, I think you can easily spend thousands of dollars on a, a Gucci bag. I mean, you're talking about a a symbol. You're, you're talking about a logo. So I do. I mean, now you're making me reconsider because $2,200 yeah. for a single Gucci bag. Jesus Christ. Dude, and I'm sure that's a low-end one. Yeah, yeah, that's on eBay. For real. I mean, you're talking about these materialistic things, and that once again, now that makes me want to make the song a thunder. I just kind of don't like the... The song. <laughs> That's my only so let issue. Me, so let me let me give you this. This is the last thing I want to do before we make our final decision. All right. 
Peaked at 57 on Billboard charts, September 16th, 2011. I'm going to name you six songs that were all, that were in the top 10 Okay. at that point. And I want you to say if you like that song Ooh. more or less than Gucci Gucci. Okay. I don't think that it, Gucci Gucci is going to sweep this. There's some great songs in here. Okay. But I do think that there are at least two songs that Gucci Gucci is a better okay. song than. Let's hear it. So Katy Perry, Last Friday Night. You know, I like some Katy Perry songs, but... I don't think that's a good one. I think I probably like Gucci Gucci better than that song. Okay. Nicki Minaj Super Bass. I like Super Bass better. Yeah. I, I like Super Bass a lot. That's a I, I've got mixed feelings on Nicki Minaj, but Super Bass is a fucking fire song. LMAFO party rock anthem. I mean that like him or not, <laughs> that song is definitely catchy and like <laughs> It's a better song. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Foster the People Pump Up Kicks. Yeah, that song's better than Gucci Gucci. Maroon 5 Moves Like Jagger. Ooh. <laughs> um, Got that move. Yeah, that part. Moves Like Jagger. That part alone <laughs> makes it better. Although that song kind of sucks, but. That song's trash. Yeah. Is- Got the move. Like, but that's catchy. That song does suck. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I like Gucci Gucci better than that. Okay. Uh, okay, and I I can speak for you on this one. There's no way Gucci Gucci is higher than what was the number one song that week, which was Adele's Someone Like You, which is like obviously a great song. Okay. I'm not an Adele fan. I mean, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something real controversial. I have <laughs> I th- obviously I think Adele is talented. I think she's got a, a great voice or whatever, but I've never liked one of her songs. Ne- not I I would have figured that eventually she would have had a song where I was like, "Okay, I like her now." It's like Taylor Swift. I didn't like Taylor Swift's early countryish music, and then I just eventually then eventually I heard a song I'm like, "Okay, I like a Taylor." Swift. Same thing with Justin Bieber. I was like, oh, yeah. fuck Justin Bieber. Then eventually he released songs where I'm like, okay, I can't help but like this song, regardless of what I think of him. Adele hasn't happened yet. Haven't liked the song yet. Adele is one of those weird ones because I feel like everything everything about Adele should lead to her being an artist that I really, really like. Like, I'm the dude who... It's been 20 years since Nora Jones' first album came out, and I still loyally purchase every one of her albums just because of how much I liked that first album. But there's nothing that Adele has put out that made me interested in owning any of her music. <laughs> like, does it make sense to me? I should be the target male demographic that Adele is aiming for is dudes who really liked Nora Jones's debut album. <laughs> and it just hasn't <laughs> happened. <laughs> like, Recommended to dudes who liked Nora Jones first <laughs> album. That sounds about right. Okay, Matt. So, okay. You know what? I like Gucci Gucci better than I like any Adele song. And that's crazy. Yeah, well, but that's. I think I'm that's, not saying she's better than Adele. Adele is obviously, literally, a million times more talented. Adele is, <laughs> but I would rather listen to the song Gucci Gucci than any Adele song. And that being said, yeah, okay, Gucci Gucci Thunder, you convinced Boom. me. I'm going to go with you on that. I, I expect that when we eventually do finally get to have Matt Kelly appearing at the first 
my first big appearance at a Chris Vifaya's house party. Mm-hmm. I, I sincerely hope Gucci Gucci is what plays as I enter the room like a wrestler coming to the ring. And if I am <laughs> very intoxicated, I'm sure I'm really going to enjoy it. I, that, that's, I would not enjoy If someone puts on Adele, I'm going to be like, who the fuck put on Adele? Why? But if this song comes on, I'm sure that I'll be like, you know. Yeah, you get your hand going. You'll be like Gucci, Gucci, Prendy, Prendy, Louis, Louis, Prada. Yeah, <laughs> probably. And for that fact, I, I, I'll give her the. Th- I knew this was going to be an interesting episode, Matt. I knew that together we were going to talk it out and figure it out. Because first instinct, when I put this on, I was like, Oh my god, what is this? <laughs> what you know? And that that is the idiot response. That's the idiot response to this. Upon an exploration with my friend Matt Kelly, I realized I peeled back the layers and realized that this is good in its own way. And for that, I will give it a thunder. And a big shout out to our Patreon who uh, who made this episode happen. Go to patreon.com backslash OHT podcast if you want to help decide on songs that we talk about on the podcast. This has been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is hosted by Chris Ophalios of the bands Punchline Pack and Another Cheetah and produced by Matt Kelly of Geekscape.net. Underneath me, you're hearing Maybe I'm Ron off the Punchline remix album Politefully Dead. Visit punchlion.com for merchandise, tour dates, and news. Do you want to start a podcast? Contact Chris and I at weknowpodcasting.com for how we can make your show sound as professional as possible. Do you want to sponsor the show? Then contact me at matt at geekscape.net and we can make that happen. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. And tune in next week for another episode of One Hit Thunder. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
What's up, everyone? It's Joe, and I'm the host of That's Awesome with Joe, a podcast on the newly formed Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. I talk with tons of your favorite artists, managers, touring personnel, and more. Most of the time we talk about music, but lots of the time we end up talking about something completely unrelated. We laugh a lot. We do a lot of really stupid things, but also some things that are really informative and interesting. Basically, it's a podcast that I think you should listen to. Obviously, I'm biased because it's my podcast, but I think I might be into it if I wasn't the host. Check it out at SoundTalentMedia.com.